When it comes to investing, retirement, taxes, healthcare, and estate planning, the decisions you make today can greatly affect the quality of life for you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight and unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your retirement and financial future. Good news. You found the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. Grant is the founder of Dorhout Retirement Services, and he's been guiding people financially and into retirement for nearly 20 years. So get ready for an hour of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. It's time for the Retirement Blueprint. And now, here are your hosts, Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shea. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Blueprint, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. On today's show, we're going to be talking about hidden fees in 401ks, also sequence of returns, risk, charitable donations, and tax deductions. It is getting to be that time of the year, folks, and also estate planning with your ears in mind. My name's Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from Grant Dorhout, founder and wealth advisor of Dorhout retirement services right here in Omaha. Grant, how are you doing this morning? You know what? I'm loving this weather. It's been a lot warmer than we typically will see in uh, in November, but I'm I'm loving every minute of it. Get a few last rounds of golf in for the year before it turns yeah. nasty. <laughs> I am loving this too. I mean, this is what they, I think they call this Indian summer. The leaves are off the trees. It's absolutely beautiful outside, but yeah, there are a couple of days here that I've enjoyed here and there in which I didn't have to wear a sweater. Just out there mm-hmm. in the t-shirt enjoying life, but it's going to change pretty soon, Grant, because yep. I can't believe it. I've got a defective calendar, I think, here because it says that Thanksgiving is a couple of weeks away. How can that be? Uh, It sneaks up on me every year, but this is actually one of the things that I love during that week is we get to see a lot of our valued clients. We give away pies uh, just as a thank you. We just like to see them right around that time of year, see what they're doing with their family. I I love that week. It's, It's one of my favorite in the year. Yeah, I think you're one of the only financial advisors I know or anybody out there that gives away pies. What is this all about, the pie giveaway? Yeah, we started doing this years ago after I moved to Omaha, and it was just, you know, we value our clients. We don't get to see them as much as we want to. You know, we we really value the relationships and the friendships that we have with them, and that's one way that we can, you know, just say thank you. We actually partner with our clients. We do a, kind of a food drive as well. We partner with Heartland Hope, and uh, we, we wow. just ask our clients, hey, if you bring in some canned goods, just, you know, you can download what their most needed items are right on Heartland Hope's website, and then, you know, we fit fill in the gap with, uh, you know, what whatever our clients bring. And then we typically bring about a, a, a truck box full of food over to Heartland Hope wow. uh, during the week of Thanksgiving. And, and, and we just like being a part of both of those things, seeing our clients, appreciating them, valuing them, but then also partnering with them to bless some of the people that are maybe less fortunate than we've, uh, we've been fortunate to be here in Omaha. Yeah, it's always good to give back at this time of the year, but I think it's important to give back almost every day of the year, too. And as the show progresses here throughout the holiday season, we'll be letting uh, people know more about how they can help give back as Dorhout Retirement Services does. One final thing here, Grant, do you do the peach pie? Save me a peach uh, pie. <laughs> no, we don't do peach pie, actually, but you know what? We could okay. probably do one of those just for you. <laughs> okay. Well, I do appreciate that. Anyway, on the radio for you every week here for your fiscal fitness, your financial education here in News Talk 1290 Coil. Of course, you're listening to The Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. And Grant, you know, you've got these college-style classes, too. I want to let people know more about those, what they're all about, and when they're going to be. 
Yeah, we're actually going to be doing it's it's extensive on the tax planning that we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing those. Uh, I believe it's later on in January. There's going to be four nights. We'll do a Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, where people can sign up for these. And if they sign up, if they call in off the show, we'll actually we'll get them into that class for free. Uh, we provide the books and we provide all the education. It's very extensive on what's going on currently in our nation and what has happened really over the last hundred years years to get us to this point and really what we see moving forward. And then beyond that, you know, how can people insulate themselves from certain maybe pitfalls or maybe, you know, just challenges that we see coming? How can they do that? Sometimes we can educate people on how they can do it on their own. And sometimes people need a little bit of additional direction. We provide that for them. And we're going to be doing that starting in January. We'll do that a few times this coming year, but that's the first one we got going on. So valuable information and, of course, uh, valuable use of your time as well, too. They're college-style classes. They're not college classes, but college-style classes. Mm -hmm. And as I said, these are valuable. How much does it cost for people to attend these classes? Uh, we're actually providing those free of charge. Oh, okay. uh, one of the things that I, I did years ago, we got in with one of the local community colleges and then uh, we were going to be part of their course catalog. But then that unfortunate incident that we had a couple years ago with COVID, you know, mm -hmm. it shut things down for several years and now we can get back into it and doing that. And my biggest thing that I went to that college with was I've been in this community now for a little over eight years. I've been talking with a lot of people that are nearing or in retirement. And something that has just been a resounding theme is there's a lack of focus and a lack of education in certain areas that I think is absolutely critical for people that they need to know going into retirement. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to keep providing here is, is that ongoing education for what's going on in our nation, what's going on in our economy. Economy, what's going on in the world of retirement and what changes do we see coming and how can we plan for these changes to make sure that we have that peace in retirement that we talk about so much because if we plan for every one of these contingencies that we see could happen then if and when they happen then we already know that we've planned for it and it makes it so that we don't have to worry when we're going through retirement and I I love seeing that with my clients when certain things happen whether it be the Israel war or the, the Ukrainian war or anything that we see happening in Washington or what's coming up, just that lack of fear that mm -hmm. I have with my clients. I want to provide that for more people. And that's part of why we're going to be doing these college style classes. This isn't for college students. This is for people that are nearing or in retirement, someone that you know might be 50, 55, 60, or even 75 years old, someone that really is craving the education. We're going to provide that for them come January. And if people want to attend these classes, Grant, how can they do that? I mean, do they just call the office number? How does it work? Yeah, we're just asking people to call the office. They can also email us. Uh, they can sign up on the website like you've told them every week as well. They can either email info at doorhoutretirementservices.com or they can call us here at 402-281-0750. And once again, seating is limited for this, so do it sooner than later. Put this on your calendar for January. Once again, that number is 402-281-0750. It's 402-281-0750. It's going to be time well spent. Okay, Grant, let's dive 
dive into some of the things we promised folks that we would talk about today. I think most people at good employers have 401ks, but I think they're really sort of blindsided by fees. So let's talk about some of the fees. According to a TD Ameritrade survey, only 27% of people knew how much they were paying in fees. So Grant, what are some of the fees that people may be paying in their 401ks that they don't know about? Oh, there's a bunch of them that you can figure it out, but you really got to know where to look. I mean, you got legal fees, you got trustee fees, there's transactional costs. There could be stewardship fees, bookkeeping fees. You know, there might even be finder's fees. We don't know what's inside of each person's 401ks. But inside of that 401ks, there's typically 12B1 fees that you're going to have certain expense ratios that might be depending on what type of fund you're actually getting into. And calculating some of these costs, it can be really cumbersome. And and normally, what I've found is that the majority of people, they don't have the calculation. If you have the formula, you know, and you know where to look, then it becomes a lot easier. But that's part of that education we were talking about. A lot of people don't know where to look and they don't know, you know, maybe why their performance has been what it has been. And a lot of that, I mean, I don't like this word, but at the same point, devil in the details, it really Mm -hmm. is inside of there. If we can dive in and figure out exactly what we're paying inside of there, then our rates of return might make a little bit more sense. And I'm not saying that, that they shouldn't have any fees, but sometimes they can get really, really extensive. I've talked with people and seen upwards of 5% was the highest one that I've ever seen inside of a 401k. I was really alarmed when I saw that because the person that I was speaking with, they really had no clue because it wasn't on the statement. Yeah. And I think fees typically fall into about four different categories here, investment, administrative, individual service, and custodial fees. And as you said, you dive in there to find out the fees that people are paying. Do you find that fees vary according to different 401k choices? Oh, it's a huge, huge difference. Between different 401ks, I mean, you could find someone having a really, really nice package that they actually get, and they'll actually even get some advice inside of it. What I've found is they they do lack some planning, but it's a lot better to have at least some direction, you know, versus, hey, here's 20 or 30 or 50 or 200 different choices. Pick one. Normally, then, you know, someone will ask the HR director, well, which one should I go for? And that's not their role. Their role is just to say, I don't know. What do you want? It's your choices. Some of them are going to give you more direction, but the majority of the time, there's not much direction. So people they might be buying something inside of their 401k that doesn't even align with what their goal is. And that's a huge thing. You know, the the costs inside of it is one thing, but the goal, you know, I've said it many times on this show, I'll keep saying it, the why is more important than the what. You know, what did I invest in? I invested in XYZ mutual fund that said that it was a foreign high income. Why did I do that? Well, because I I think a high income sounds really, really good. And then you find out, well, that actually looks like a foreign junk bond if you, <laughs> yeah. if you dive yeah. right into it. And, and that, that's kind of a big deal to make sure that what you're purchasing, it, it is aligning with what you're really wanting long term from that particular asset that you have. Yeah, and uh, naming these fees can be quite creative, too, as you said. You know, global high yield, of course, that could be junk bonds. But I think there really mm-hmm. is a big problem here with people with 401ks is that they really do have relatively few choices. And the choices that they do have are really not understood. 
For those people who do have 401ks or maybe their kids have 401ks, they have limited choices, and they don't know what these funds are, what do you think is the best way for them to dive in and find out what these are really all about? Well, we would sit down with someone and we would dive in all the way into exactly what each ticker shows and what the asset level is. And we we will look at, okay, how much is equity? How much is stock? How much is bond? What are the highest amount of certain assets that are inside of each one of these? And then we, we're going to look at in terms of what, what are the transactional costs? I like to find that one out very specifically because most of the time people haven't even heard that they have it inside of there. We will look at exactly how much that is, and then we'll calculate how much of their money is sitting in cash inside of a particular fund. Because most of the time, what I've found is if someone puts $100,000 into an asset, they think, well, I invested $100,000. I have $100,000 in there. And if you actually know where to look, you can find out, well, this might have five or six or even 10% sitting in cash inside of that fund because of how it's made up. It just creates a little inefficiency that if we can turn that efficiency up just a little bit, we can make a huge impact inside of these funds. And Grant, I think it's only human nature to default to what is easiest. And having a 401k is really pretty darn easy. What are some of the reasons why you may want to have a 401k versus just ignoring it at all, considering the fees? Well, in terms of a 401k, I mean, I, I want people to get the free money first. I, yeah. I talk to people all the time about the different types of money. We have free money. We have tax-free money. We have tax-deferred money. We have taxable money. Well, I want the free money first. That just makes sense. And it doesn't really matter if it's in the Roth 401k or the traditional 401k. I want that free money, which is, that's what you have from your employer. That's the company match. If they're going to put in 3%, if you put in 3%, you want to put it inside of that 401k, but you have to make sure that that investment that that you're putting in is efficient. Is it something that has really, really high costs associated with it or not? Okay, I'm going to go into a target retirement date fund and it's target retirement date 2030. Well, I want to retire around 2030, so that makes sense to me. And I, I like target retirement date funds. However, when you actually, you have to figure in your entire portfolio to make sure that that target retirement date fund is exactly what you need. And here's what I mean by that, Jeff. If someone has all of their income taken care of by a pension and social security, and maybe they have an annuity payment or something like that, that's going to take care of all their retirement. Well, why do I need to be that conservative inside of this fund? I like the target retirement date fund because it makes it easy. However, we might be shooting at the wrong target with that particular asset if we go about it that way. I think that I love having 401ks, but they're a piece, just like everything that we talk about, whether we talk about certain mutual funds or ETFs or stocks or Roth IRAs, or we can fill in the blank and I could go on for an hour on that. Any one of these things that we're having, I know exactly why we have it. I have that 401k because my employer is going to actually match what I put in there. Now we have to do a little bit of legwork to make sure that the fees aren't eroding what our rate of return is to make sure that to make it so that it's not advantageous. We just have to angle just a little bit differently on that, in my opinion, with the 401k. Our program is called The Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout here of Dorhout Retirement Services. If you have questions about 401ks, you'd like to get in and sit down and have a conversation with Grant about not only your 401k, but really most anything that has to do with your retirement plan, maybe you want a second opinion. Then we want you to call this number and request your no cost, no obligation, no judgment, peace in retirement blueprint. That number is 402-281-0750. That's 402-281-0750. You can call this weekend. Simply leave your name and your information. Lisa will get back to you on Monday 
and set up a convenient time for you to talk to Grant about your individual situation. Once again, I want to stress that there is no cost for this. It's totally complimentary. There certainly is no obligation. So take advantage of this opportunity, 402-281-0750, for your Peace in Retirement Blueprint. That is 402-281-0750. If you'd like, you can request it online at DoorHoutRetirementServices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T, RetirementServices.com. Want more strategies to support the quality of life you want for 30-plus years? Stick around. There's more Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout in just a moment. You can't start a trip you've never taken without a plan. And you can't start your retirement journey without a comprehensive plan to get there safely. To request your no-cost, no-obligation Dorhout Retirement Roadmap, call 402-281-0750 or request it online at DorhoutRetirementServices.com. Now, back to more of Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shade. Thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturday morning here on News Talk 1290 Coil. Of course, this is the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. My name is Jeff Shade, and we have had a great show so far. By the way, if you've missed any part of our program, remember we are a podcast. Simply go to wherever you get your podcast, search for the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. You'll find this show and all of our past shows so you can stay on top of your wealth and your journey towards retirement. I do want to talk about sequence of return risk in this segment, Grant, but I want to continue with 401ks. We were talking about the limited choices in 401ks and certainly the fees that you pay. If someone is still working, and let's say that they're more than 59 and a half, they're over that magic age, but they're still going to be working for a couple of years now, they've got a 401k that they don't understand or isn't performing well. What are some of the choices that they can do to fix this particular problem? Yeah, if you're over 59 and a half or even over 55, you got to assess whether or not that particular asset is really what you want. If you don't understand it, it still could have value. And I've helped people with that where let's say if someone's over 55 and they may need money in the next five years out of that particular 401k, we don't want to take that money and roll that into a traditional IRA. And here's why, Jeff, if I roll that into a traditional IRA and then at 57, I need to pull money out, well, then I can have a 10% IRS penalty Mm -hmm. versus if you have it in the 401k, you could qualify where you could pull the money out of the IRA, not pay the penalty. You'll still have to pay the tax, but that would be some value that you would have inside of that particular 401k. Once you hit 59 and a half, there's not a ton of places that I would say, hey, yeah, it's best to keep that particular 401k. There are certain circumstances that we could, but the majority of the time, I like the fact that outside of the 401k in your own traditional IRA, or if you have a Roth 401k, rolling it out into your own Roth IRA, I like the fact that you can do a lot more things outside of a 401k and from a planning perspective. So that's the majority of the time we're going to lean towards doing some actual planning with that 401k dollar outside of a 401k. Okay. So what you're saying is that you have more choices outside of the 401k. Is it always a slam dunk to do that though? No, no, it absolutely isn't. It, and that's where I was talking about just a little bit ago. If we got someone between 55 and 59 and a half, that's going to make us think a little bit longer and harder about if we're going to roll that 401k out of the 401k. But once someone's over 59 and a half, you know, we like to have the diversification outside of a 401k. We like to have the options because a lot of times we find, Jeff, that there might only be 20 different options inside of a 401k or, or 30 different options. Well, if you have that or you have the options that we have outside of that in the investment world, 
I like the fact that we can pick and choose what particular investments outside of that 401k. It's just a lot more diverse outside of the 401k world because it's way more complex. Inside of a 401k, you got to think, Jeff, if I have someone that is going to go into a 401k and that particular HR director puts a thousand different options in front of them, what you're going to have is the majority of people are going to get paralyzed and mm -hmm. they might not even invest in the 401k. So they simplify them, which is great because it gets people to invest in their 401k. However, that simplification is just like what you were talking about earlier. Would you say what's easiest isn't always best? Right. And that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true with the 401k. And we just got to assess what the goals are and see that we're making sure that we're actually aiming at the right target. So people currently have a 401k, they're going to stay in the 401k, but they don't understand the choices. Again, uh, if I'm hearing you correctly, Grant, you're saying that people can consult you there at DoorHout mm -hmm. Retirement Services to help them understand what these funds are all about. Yeah, absolutely. We have a couple of different ways that we can do it. We can help people with their allocations, or we can actually even manage them fully inside of their 401k. We can do that for them. We get notifications on different activity inside of their particular 401k. And then we see if we need to make particular trades just to rebalance, or if there just needs to be a wholesale change through our management, we have that all automated and all taken care of for them. So we can do it either way. Now, obviously, when we do the full management, there's costs associated with that. So we'll have to weigh out whether or not that makes sense for each individual, but we can definitely help them with that. Okay. If our listeners have questions about their 401ks, they want a little help with that. Once again, we invite you to call Grant there at the firm 402-281-0750 and set up a consultation to talk about your 401k, pretty much anything that you want to talk about as far as retirement planning goes. Once again, it's 402-281-0750. You can call it right now if you want. Leave some basic information, your name and your phone number. Lisa will get that on Monday. She'll give you a call back and set up an appointment that's convenient for you and Grant. And again, there's no cost and there is no obligation whatsoever for this consultation. And as a matter of fact, Grant, we got a lot of these books hanging around here. Modern Retirement Strategies. Let's go ahead and give everybody who calls 402-281-0750 this weekend our book, Modern Retirement Strategies. You can also request your complimentary consultation online. You can do it at doorhoutretirementservices.com, D-O-R-H-O-U-T, retirementservices.com. Okay, Grant, let's uh, switch to sequence of returns, risk, and I've not met a lot of people, Grant, who get excited about this topic, but I know that you do. Why do you get excited yeah. about this particular topic, Grant? Because it helps us with our planning. Very simply, a lot of people do not think about sequence of returns, risk, and I know that a lot of the people that are listening, they don't think about it because it's not their job to. What alarms me is that there's a lot of financial advisors that don't think in this way, and I think we absolutely have to, because if you're thinking about that sequence of returns, risk, you can plan for it because I don't know if you know this. Have you ever heard of the commutative principle of mathematics? I have heard of it, but don't understand it. I don't have that mind. <laughs> the majority <laughs> of people don't. And, and that, that's okay. We don't have to understand that. What it basically is, if I take a 10 or a 15 or a 20 year period and I have a rate of return of positive three, positive 13, positive three, negative 38, mm -hmm. positive 23, whatever it is, if you line those up and then you run them backwards, well, guess what? You're going to have the exact same multiplication at the end. You're going to have the same number. So for instance, if someone started with 500,000 and then they had a certain sequence of returns, they get up to a million. If you run the same different rates of return over that time frame, you're going to come up with the exact same number. Now, mm -hmm. that's all fine and dandy for someone my age at 43 years old, because I got 20 years. It doesn't really matter what the sequence of returns risk is. It doesn't matter to me because I am, I'm going to be in the market for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Well, 
we complicate this in retirement when we start withdrawing money from our accounts. This is where it gets huge, is if you look at it, let's say I have two brothers. Let's call them Steve and Bill. Okay. Let's say Steve has $500,000 in his IRA. And let's just say he wants to take out $30,000 annually for income. Now, I have to point this out. This is a little bit more than we would suggest, but I'm going to do this for illustrative purposes, okay? This is about 6% of what his IRA value is. Well, let's say he retires and his sequence of returns for the next 10 years closely resembles 1990 through 1999. Now, do you know what his balance would be at the end of that time frame? It wouldn't be 500000 but because the 90s were so good, he would have over $1.2 million mm -hmm. if he experienced that sequence of returns. Now, Jeff, this is where it gets kind of interesting. Let's say he has a brother named Bill, and let's say Bill has $500,000 at retirement, and he talks to his brother Steve, and Steve says, hey, this is all I did. I just kept my money in the market. The market's been great for me. My 500,000 is now 1.2 million. I took out all the income that I needed out of it. I think you should do the same thing, Bill. Well, if Bill does that, and then his sequence of returns closely resembles the year 2000 through 2009, and he pulls out the same amount, that $30,000 per year, you know how much he would have in there? I'm afraid I don't, Grant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's about $150,000. Okay. I suspected as much. Yeah. Yeah. Bill has big problems because these are things that we can't control. We can't predict that. Now, at the end of the 90s, could we have said, yeah, I think that there's probably a downturn coming in the market. Yeah, but we didn't know that there was going to be an entire decade that was lost. That's mm -hmm. basically what we had from the year 2000 to 2010. So what are people going to do if they get caught with that? Are we going to encourage them, hey, you know what? The market wasn't good for you. So now 10 years into retirement, I know you're 75, but you got to go back to work. I think that that's a very poorly laid out plan. And if we keep sequence of returns risk in mind, we can allow assets to do what they were intended to. We can create income streams for people that they need that's going to help them get through all of their retirement versus 10 years into retirement saying, gosh, you know what? I got, I got a really bad problem. I was meeting with someone not that long ago, Jeff, and I said to them, their advisor said to them, hey, you know what? Keep in the market. We're going to do the 4% rule. The 4% rule works. It's been used for many, many years. If you retire with a million dollars, take out 40,000 per year, index it for inflation, you should be okay. And that's what their advisor told them. And I said to them, I said, very simply, it might work out great and it might cripple your retirement. And in it, this particular yeah. gentleman's, in his retirement, it might not. It might not work. The problem is we're not going to know until their late 70s whether or not they're in big trouble if wow. the 4% rule worked or if yeah, it didn't. Uh, that's way too late. Yeah, It's way too late. So why not do the planning now? We plan for the contingency. We make sure that we figured everything in. We allowed assets to do what they were intended to. And we give them an income plan that we can look at and we can say, you know what? Okay, that's going to help me through my retirement in a different way. It's, it's looking at your assets different because your situation has changed. Your situation is different. You're in retirement. You're not accumulating. If you are accumulating, great, but the majority of people aren't accumulating anymore. They're withdrawing from those assets and that brings in a whole new calculation that we have to figure on. And that's the sequence of returns risk that we can't really predict over the next 10 or 15 or 20 years. And you illustrated with Steve and Bill there, the brothers, I mean, there was a big difference if someone retires during a bull or a bear market. So in the few minutes that we have left in this particular segment, let's actually expand a little bit if you want there, Grant, but how can people protect themselves from retirement? 
retiring during a bear market if, you know, hey, they just can't wait until the bull market comes back? Well, I think that's really easy, in in my opinion. If I start looking at someone's retirement as an income goal, I'm not looking at it as I need a million dollars or a million and a half dollars or two million dollars or three or five or 10 or 20 million. I'm not looking at it in that way. What I'm doing is I'm looking at it as, okay, where am I at in my retirement goals? How much is my social security? How much is my spouse's social security? How much is our pensions, if we have any? Have we utilized an annuity in any way to create a pension-like income at all? If we haven't, should we? And then you start looking at it like a NASCAR driver. And a NASCAR driver, when he runs a race or when he's driving a race, the first thing that he does once he hits the finish line is he takes his foot off the gas. Mm -hmm. So if I have someone, let's say they have a million dollars and they need to create whatever amount of income, if we can take two or three or four or $500,000 of their IRAs or their Roth IRAs or their retirement, and we can put it into something that's going to create an income that satisfies the need that they have between their pension, social security, and maybe an annuity or a structured note or something like that. If we can set that over there to create the income, now I just got to the point where I can retire. It's a different calculation. It's a different way to look at it. The majority of the time I find people that their advisor might be saying something like, oh, you're, you're going to be fine. Uh, you're you're going to have millions of dollars. Well, how does that translate into what income and inflation and all these other challenges that we have throughout retirement? That doesn't make much sense to me. We have to have a dedicated income plan that is doing that and that only for me. It is going to create income for the rest of someone's life. And if you don't have an income plan, I think you're really in a, you're in a precarious position to where something that's completely out of your control could really be detrimental for your retirement. So I highly encourage people to allocate these assets in ways that they're doing specific things for you throughout all of your retirement. And if you keep everything in your 401k and you just say, I'm going to pull money out of that 401k throughout retirement, it might work or sequence of returns risk could get you into a position where it doesn't work. And I think having that pointed out for people, a lot of times it opens their eyes to the fact that they might be taking on more risk than they even knew was out there. Well, Grant, I'm really glad that you're so passionate about this topic and you have such great information about this because it is very, very important. Retiring during a bull or a bear market can have dramatically different uh, outcomes. If you're interested in this sequence of return risk conversation and you want to talk to Grant about your individual situation, we invite you to call us and request your complimentary peace and retirement blueprint that will cover sequence of return risk. Just a friendly conversation between you and Grant that will cover a wide range of topics based on your individual situation so that you can proactively adjust your financial plan to address your retirement journey and any blind spots that may hinder you from reaching your retirement goals. Don't wait until it's too late. Once again, there's no cost, no obligation. Certainly, there is no judgment. We're opening the phone lines right now for you. 402-281-0750. 402-281-0750. This one call could make all the difference. And if you call this weekend and request your retirement blueprint, we'll also send you Grant's book, Modern Retirement Strategies at no cost and no obligation. Once again, that number 402-281-0750. You can also request your plan online at doorhotretirementservices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T retirementservices.com. Want more talk about sustaining your wealth and thriving in a retirement that could last 30 plus years? Stay tuned for more Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout after this. 
Retirement can be a long journey that could last as much as 30 years or more. Are you prepared for the challenges it may bring? Dorhout Retirement Services has the knowledge and tools you need to have the best retirement possible considering your circumstances. And having a plan that considers tax minimization strategies and health care costs means you may be able to avoid some unpleasant surprises. Start your complimentary retirement conversation by calling 402-281-0750. That's 402-281-0750. Or visit DorhoutRetirementServices.com. Financial planning offered through CWM LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Ready to climb a mountain of financial know-how? Good, because it's time for more Retirement Blueprint with your financial Sherpas, Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shea. We so appreciate you making this part of your weekend here in News Talk 1290 Coil. Of course, this is a Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. My name is Jeff Shade. And if you're just joining us, you have missed some stimulating conversation here. Once again, we are a podcast. If you'd like to hear the show again, wherever you get your podcast, simply search for Grant Dorhout, the Retirement Blueprint. You'll find this show and all of our other shows so you can stay on top of your wealth. In this segment, Grant, I want to talk about charitable donations and tax deductions for those people who have missed the first part of the show. Grant, for those people who are listening who want to make charitable donations and they want to do it in the right way, there are many more ways than just giving cash, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. A lot of times this time of year when you're looking at, you know, November, December, a lot of times people are setting up their required minimum distribution and, you know, maybe they have something, you know, let's say someone has an RMD of $5,000 that they don't need uh, and they might have to give $5,000 yet to their church for the year if they, if they're tithing or whatever it may be. Well, you should really consider a qualified charitable distribution where the money goes straight from your IRA straight to the church. You know, it's going to be better for you and it, it doesn't make any difference to the church whether or not they get the money directly from the IRA or from you. And, you know, it's a, it's a way that you could have a little bit of efficiency in there. Uh, make sure with your accountant, make sure with your tax preparer that that's something that's going to, to be a beneficial thing for you. If some of our clients would want to do something like that, we would just discuss it with their CPA real quick. Make sure, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. You agree that this is a good idea uh, because they're the ones that are going to be signing the tax return, not me. Uh, we come up with the ideas with the tax planning, but we don't do the tax preparation. We do have some clients that we have the tax preparation done at Carson, but not every one of them. So if you're going to do something like that, it's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Maybe really, really beneficial for you, but just make sure with your CPA first. And there are a lot of tax planning opportunities with charitable contributions or charitable donations grant. For example, if you know that you're going to be in a higher tax bracket next year than you are this year, could you hold off donating until next year when the deduction is going to be greater? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could clump them together uh, for a long time period if you wanted to so that you could get over that uh, that itemized deduction limit or where you have the standard deduction where you go into itemizing and you know a lot of people will do that it just depends on what their what their specific planning is about you know and that that's part of your estate planning that I think we would put together with someone that piece is the charitable part are we gonna give to the charity now we're gonna give to the charity when we're gone I encourage people if you're gonna give to a church or a charity or something like that or a school in our community, I encourage people to enjoy the blessing that you're giving to that specific church or charity now and see what that does for that particular church or charity. I think that's a wonderful thing that people can do. Grant, you talked about donating RMDs to charity. Could you donate things such as appreciated stock to a charity? 
Oh yeah, that's a good one because if you think if here in Omaha, we have we have a decent amount of people that have Berkshire A or Berkshire B or I met with people before that they have a lot of UPS stock or PayPal stock or something mm -hmm. like that. Let, let's say someone worked at a particular business for a long time. Uh, let's call it UPS. And let's say they build up $3 million in UPS stock. And, you know, they don't really like the fact that they're just in that one particular stock. And so they want to get out of that stock, but they don't want to pay all the taxes right now. You could have a dual purpose in that particular scenario where you could get more diversified and you cannot realize all of that gain right away if you utilize something like a charitable remainder trust if you have all the money that gets transferred into there all of the stock and then you sell it off well you're going to get a deduction during that particular year so you could maybe pull money out of that charitable remainder trust and then you could plan income over time and you could actually diversify that so in that scenario where i have three million dollars of ups stock i don't like the fact that i'm really top heavy in this one particular stock or if it's berkshire a uh, again here in omaha a lot of people have that here well if if i have that and i sell it off i don't have to realize all of that gain today and i can pull income out of that charitable remainder trust you you have to know though that you're going to have to leave a significant amount of money in that particular trust for a charity when you're gone so i mean it's a way that you could get a significant deduction now you could diversify yourself but then you're going to obviously be giving to a charity when it's all said and done that is something that we have utilized before not everyone wants to do that and that's okay but if it's something where we have highly appreciated real estate highly appreciated stock mm -hmm. uh, that's in non-qualified assets you're not going to utilize that with a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA or uh, or a 401k or or SEP or a simple any of those types of individual retirement plans you're not going to utilize that type of strategy but it is a way that someone you know if they have three million dollars of gain well they don't want to pay 20 percent long-term capital gains they want to pay 15 mm -hmm. well that could work in that scenario if they if they transferred it into the charitable remainder trust that's a, a little bit of a tricky way to go but we've used that before and it is a very viable way that you could get some deductions right now help a charity get the income diversify yourself there's that that's one specific way that you could utilize that type of planning so grant if i'm understanding you correctly do not sell the asset and then donate the money it's better to donate the asset to charity rather than the other way around tax-wise Somewhat. If you're utilizing a, a charitable remainder trust, you're going to actually transfer the asset into there where actually you're going to have the beneficiary of that charitable remainder trust is going to be the charity. So you're going to have to pull income out of that charitable remainder trust over time. I would prefer to do that if someone's going to donate, let's say, a million dollars to a particular charity. Well, if they have $10 million of highly appreciated stock, well, go ahead and you can, you can put it into the charitable remainder trust. You can pull them money out of the trust as income. You can diversify yourself and then that million dollars of that particular charitable remainder trust is going to be left to that particular charity that you're going to have. I would prefer to do it in that way. Some people like that type of planning. Some people really don't. Either way is totally fine, but these are ways that we can make a great impact with people when you're trying to diversify. You're not trying to be too top heavy in one particular asset and they want to give to charity. That is a very viable way to actually get both done. If our listeners have a charitable intention, Grant, once again, I invite you to call and sit down with Grant and talk about your uh, charitable contributions and the tax benefits. 
Once again, that number to call to sit down with Grant, 402-281-0750. You can call us this weekend. Simply leave your information there. Lisa will call you back on Monday and set up a conversation between you and Grant that will include your charitable contributions, but also everything else that goes into having a successful retirement. Once again, there's no cost and there is no obligation for this. It's 402-281-0750, 402-281-0750. I invite you to call it this weekend. And if you call, we'll also give you Grant's book, Modern Retirement Strategies, No Cost and No Obligation. You can also request your complimentary consultation online at doorhotretirementservices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T, retirementservices.com. Want more straight talk and honest answers about your wealth management and retirement journey? Stay with us. There's more Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout here. We're back with more strategies for a successful retirement. This is the Retirement Blueprint. Once again, here's Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shea. Grant, we're getting into the holiday season here. The calendar says that Thanksgiving is about three weeks away. I cannot believe it. Christmas is going to be here before you know it. Then it's going to be 2024. We've had a great show, and I want people to, again, get this show. If they haven't heard it, go to wherever you get your podcast and search for Grant Dorhout, The Retirement Blueprint. You'll find this show. All of our past shows, since we've been doing this, Grant, we've done about 10 shows so far here on News Talk 1290 Coil, so they can hear this show, all of our past shows, so that they can stay on top of their wealth and how to really get to a retirement in which they not only survive, but they thrive. In this segment, Grant, I want to talk about estate planning with your heirs in mind. We were talking off the air. Imagine that if your children or grandchildren, if you had grandchildren, you're not old enough for that. But imagine (laughs) giving them like a million dollars at age 19. That would be disastrous. So really, that's going to be the topic of this conversation is really estate planning with your heirs in mind and how to distribute that money. So there are a lot of reasons why your heirs may not be ready to receive money. Oh, absolutely. I think about my three kids, you know, when I talk with people about this topic, you know, do do we want to leave this much to them all at once? And I think about my three kids in very, very different ways. Evan, my oldest, he's 15 years old. He's always been very passionate about whatever he's into. Right now it's baseball and it's weightlifting and this is what he's going to do. You know, about 10, 12 years ago, it was Handy Manny and he had to dress up like Handy Manny every day. <laughs> but he was, he was very, very focused on these specific things and he gets kind of tunnel visioned. I know what that feels like at that age. I was the same way, but he gets very tunnel visioned in a certain way. And then later on, he may regret, you know, spending so much money on certain things. And that would be Evan. So I wouldn't want him to have, you know, a million dollars at 15, 16, 18, 19, maybe even 22. I don't really know at this mm-hmm. point yet. You know, we would want to spread that out for him just to protect him from himself because he may get really down one path and then find out three or four or five years later that was a really detrimental move. On the other hand, my second son, Hunter, he is one <laughs> he is a unique kid. He's twelve years old and he he has this attitude of, you know, hey, I'm fine with whatever I have. You know, my wife, I remember, I think it was last year, she asked him, hey, do you want to go back to school shopping? We'll get you some new shoes. And he said, eh, I don't really feel like it. I don't need any new shoes. Can't I just 
doesn't Evan have some old ones that I could just have and I can use those wow. this year? You know, very <laughs> unique. You know, he's frugal. Right. Uh, we give him allowance just like we gave Evan allowance and Haley gets her allowance as well. And he saves money, saves money, saves money. He spends very little in frivolous ways. Now, someone like him, he might be okay getting all of that money at 19 years old. You know, time will tell. You know, he a lot can change in the next seven years. But, you know, he has a very different attitude about that versus Evan. Evan. And and mm-hmm. neither are bad. I'm not saying that Evan's bad. It's just it, that's in his nature, and that mm-hmm. that's part of what makes him a wonderful human being. Is just how he's how he's so passionate and driven towards these these certain things in a tunnel vision kind of way. And Hunter doesn't have that, and that's part of what makes Hunter unique and awesome. And then we have Haley, my little princess. Mm-hmm. You know, she's 10 years old. You know, a couple of years ago. I was talking about her that when she was 10, she would start getting allowance. And I would tell clients that, you know, she is at that age, she could spend money so quickly because yeah. she she likes things. Uh, right now, she likes, uh, you know, one of her favorite stores is Alta, which I think is kind of interesting at 10 <laughs> I, years old. <laughs> I know that store quite well. I've been in that store, Grant, way too many times. Yeah, I have uh, I have a wife who's a princess, and uh, her two yep. favorite stores, Alta and Nordstrom. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but, you're, but you're, your wife is not 10 years old. So that, no, I mean, I, no. I'm alarmed that we are there at this age. But, but she oh, just boy. loves those things, and she likes pretty things and she likes she likes to look pretty and she likes the skincare stuff. I keep telling mm-hmm. her, honey, you're beautiful. You don't need the skincare. Right. Uh, but she just enjoys those types of things that she sees her mom mm-hmm. do and she likes to do those things with her. And, you know, I, I thought that she would spend all of her money immediately on those things, but now, lo and behold, she started getting some of that allowance money, and I'm yeah. I'm kind of changing a little bit of my tune. Maybe she could handle some of it up front, uh, and then you know we, we would bleed it out. You know, if she got all of that, you know, if she got a million dollars at you know 19 or 20 years old or 500,000, whatever the number is, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I think everyone that's listening to this, they're probably picturing their kids in different ways. Okay, yeah. this kid, I can't give them all that money in one fell swoop, and this. This child, they they might be more okay with it, or they might have a business that it could really right. impact, or maybe they want to start with farming and they need a huge cash injection to actually buy that land or whatever it may be. Every one of my clients is going to have a different story in that particular way, and just, just like just like mine, I think we have to protect them from themselves. Yeah. Uh, not that they're bad humans because they they wouldn't deal with a large sum of money at 19 years old. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have either when I was 19. I'm I, I'm alarmed at how different my perspective is on money at my age versus 20 years ago. It's it's such a night and day shift that we can handle those things in different ways once we get a little bit older. And you can place provisions on on the inheritance, you know, through certain trusts on how that money can be paid out over time. Yeah. And when I think about my youngest, too, I mean, she would go into the Hello Kitty store. I mean, I think we're dating ourselves a little bit, but she could spend all of her money in the Hello Kitty store. But you're right. I mean, you give a child or you give someone who is maybe not completely mature yet a lot of money and more than likely they're going to spend it in some way that is not going to be beneficial to them. So let's say that someone has a net worth of a million, couple million dollars, or even if it's $500,000, whatever it happens to be, they want to make sure that this money is going to last. Let's talk about strategies that you can uh, employ to make sure that they spend it on things like college education or, you know, they spend it on a trade school or they spend it on important things. How can you arrange that as an estate planner? 
Yeah, so you can put all of this money into certain types of trusts. Now, you have to be a little bit careful if you're really heavy in specific IRAs. If you have a traditional IRA or Roth IRA or whatever it may be, if you make a trust the beneficiary of it, the, the withdrawal rules change for your beneficiaries. And, and you have to be very mindful of that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. You have to be mindful of the fact that if you give an IRA to your child, well, then that child would be able to take that money out over a 10-year period, or they have to take it out over a 10-year period. I like that strategy with the Roth IRA in particular, because if they get the IRA, they could actually let that Roth IRA grow for the next 10 years and then take it all out at once. And then they get all of that money tax-free out of that Roth IRA. That's, that's a really neat strategy that a lot of people don't really think about, but we need to have their kids educated on these things. If they have non-qualified assets, Assets, then they could be able to have all of that money go into a trust and they can place restrictions on how much money they could get per year until age 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever it may be. And it depends. Every kid is going to have different provisions or you could have them all the same that they could get X amount of dollars out per year up until 30, 35, 40. And then there's no restriction. Pull all the money out if you want to uh, and do whatever you want with it. There's a lot of different ways that you can set it up to, to place restrictions on it. There's even products out there that you can you can have a specific payout that they'll they'll give them a bonus if they take it over five years mm -hmm. uh, versus if they take it all at once. Some people will take advantage of that. Some people won't. But it's nice to know that you're giving those kids every opportunity to do the smartest thing with the money. And maybe, you know, it's some people it could be just as simple as, hey, you know what? I need to make sure that I get this money to them over time because it's it's going to be the best for them or you know some people say you know what why do i care i'm gone <laughs> give mm. them the money if they squander it they squander it i mean uh, that's going to be all over the map what people are going to want to do from a restriction standpoint but just a couple is just through trust you just got to be careful with the traditional ira and you can specify too what that money is used for maybe they can get it in advance if they are you know wanting to put a down payment on a house maybe it's for you know college tuition something like that but the bottom line is with a trust you have much more control over that and uh, you know they can get the money doled out over time now as far as i know grant for every trust there's got to be a trustee so you've got to pick a responsible mm -hmm. adult and let's say mm -hmm. that you picked your brother for example i mean the kids could go to the brother of yours uncle and say please 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 and your uncle you know he may give in and say okay i'm going to change this but what about those people who do not want to use a family member is there a way that they can have a trustee that's totally neutral who doesn't have any sort of emotional stake in this particular uh, contest here. Yeah, yeah. We actually, we used to use one of our local banks here in Omaha where we would have them, hey, you know what, this is going to be the, the secondary trustee that if, if something happens to the trustee, or you could just have them be the trustee right off the bat from the get-go on that bank. And uh, I like that option. Uh, I personally wouldn't go that route as my first uh, as my first option, just as I would go a, a, as a secondary trustee. So that way, or a successor trustee, that they, they would be the fallback uh, that we have 
behind it. Now we actually utilize, uh, through Carson Wealth Management, we have a couple of different trust services that we can use uh, that we can help people in the same way rather than using that local bank. We actually will utilize it through Carson Trust Services. That way we can keep things a little bit more in-house. That way we can make sure we're helping people even while they're gone, uh, we can help them actually with the, the wealth that they've generated, that they've created. We can help them, you know, from the grave, so to speak, and and take care of those that are getting that money after the fact. So uh, I would utilize that type of service through some sort of a bank. And if someone wants wants some help with that, we can help them with that. We can point them right to our trust department and, and the right people to help them through that piece. Well, obviously, estate planning, legacy planning, that is a very important part of a comprehensive retirement plan. And again, you said that if people do want to take advantage of the opportunity to have a trust and maybe have more control over how their assets are going to be spent in retirement, that they can do that through you there at DoorHout, right? Yeah, absolutely. We can do that because there's all kinds of different concerns, Jeff. I mean, one that we didn't even point out is, you know, protecting our kids from hopefully it doesn't happen with people, but the inevitability is there's a lot of divorces in our country right now. Right, right. And I mean, a lot of times there's people that they've come in and they've brought this up to me that, hey, one of my biggest concerns is the fact that what if I pass away and then my son and daughter-in-law or daughter and son-in-law well, they, they inherited this money. Well, now this is a, a marital asset and mm-hmm. X amount of dollars, whether it be 100000 or a $1 million, it doesn't matter. They want to make sure that they protect their child and make sure that that money stays with their child and then their grandchildren versus right. it, it being split. And that's that's been a significant concern because, I mean, there there are so many divorces now. So, right. so you can do some of that type of planning through these trusts as well, uh, making sure that the money stays in your family with your kids and your grandkids and, and doesn't get broken apart, you know, after you're gone potentially. Yeah, that is a very important thing to consider, Grant. I'm sorry I didn't bring that up. I'm glad that you did too. But, you know, unfortunately, statistically, uh, I mean, there are about half of marriages that do break up. And certainly you want to make sure that that hard-earned money that you've worked your entire life for goes to where you want it to go, and that is to your children and your grandchildren. If our listeners do have questions about our topic here, that is going to be trust and making sure that the money is used the way that it should be for your children and your grandchildren. Again, we're offering that no cost, no obligation, peace in retirement blueprint for our loyal listeners. You can get it by calling 402-281-0750. It is just a friendly conversation between you and Grant. Lisa will give you a call back on Monday if you call today to set up that appointment for you for Grant and you to create a path towards a successful retirement. Now remember, it's not going to cost you a dime, but it could uncover some blind spots that when addressed may help improve your quality of life in a retirement that could last as long as 30 years. Once again, I encourage you to do that. 402-281-0750. Do it this weekend. You can also request your complimentary consultation online at doorhoutretirementservices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T retirementservices.com. And during the holiday season here, actually, we're going to try to do this all year round. We're also going to send you out Grant's book, Modern Retirement Strategies for Calling. So do that today, 402-281-0750. Grant, we've had a great show today. I'm so sorry that it's over with. I could talk to you all weekend about this stuff. You've been very passionate and very educational and informative, but unfortunately, we're out of time. Once again, for Grant Dorhot, I'm Jeff Shade. Remember, we're also a podcast. You can hear this show and all of our past shows by going to where 
wherever you get your podcasts and searching for Grant Dorhout Retirement Blueprint. I want everybody to have a great weekend. We'll talk again next week with another edition of Retirement Blueprint right here on News Talk 1290, Coil. The opinions voiced in the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout are for general information and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Examples provided are hypothetical and for illustrative purposes only. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Investing in an alternative investment may only be suitable for persons who are able to assume the risk of losing a portion or all of their entire investment. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The performance of any index is not indicative of the performance of any investment and does not consider the effects of inflation and the fees and expenses associated with investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Jeff Shade and show guests are not affiliated with CWM LLC.